Do you read me? Loud and clear. Welcome to episode 8 of the Jesse I Interviews podcast. As always, I want to start by acknowledging that I'm recording this on unceded Indigenous lands, specifically the lands of the Wurundjeri and Boon Wurrung people of the Kulin Nation. Respect to them and all the Indigenous peoples of this land now known as Australia. This episode is a fun one, featuring one of the most eccentric and colourful characters in all of reggae music, the legendary producer and performer Lee Scratch Perry. I actually hadn't listened back to this interview in about 20 years, and when I was cleaning it up for the podcast, I pretty much laughed the whole way through. I hope you find it as amusing as I do. This is one of my older interviews, going all the way back to 1999 when I was still at university. This was actually recorded at the student radio station SRAFM, based at RMIT, which is where I got my start on radio. It was broadcast on PBS though, and used as a basis for an article in Beat magazine. The interview was conducted ahead of Lee Perry's first Australian tour with Mad Professor and Band. If memory serves, the band wasn't the Robotics, or at least not by that name. I'm pretty sure the band for this tour was called the Killicon Squad. And despite what Lee says in the interview, the music was very much all reggae. Please note that there's a loud ringing noise about halfway through the interview, but it doesn't last too long. The call actually drops out at that point, and I've edited out the part where I call back and get reconnected. Apart from that, here is the whole thing, totally unedited, complete with the voice of Perry's wife, Muriel, at the start, and the sounds of his kids in the background. A very young Jesse I interviews Lee Scratch Perry via phone to his home in Switzerland back in 1999. Clip, clap, 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 Hello? Hello, Mr. Perry. Hello? Hello, is this Lee? Hello? Hello, Lee, can you hear me? Yeah, I just hear you, you know. I'm looking for a nice spot. Okay. Mm. My name's Jesse. I'm calling from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a big fan of yours. It's a great honor to speak to you. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Say it again. Okay. I'm, I'm calling from Melbourne in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of yours, and I, uh, I write for a newspaper over here. I also do a reggae music show, so we're going to be doing a big Lee Scratch Perry special. Um, so I'm gonna, if I can do this interview as if it's going to go to the radio, is that okay by you? Okay. Okay. Would you like to start now? And what's your, say your name again? My name is Jesse I. Uh, let me go inside and get a pen and put the paper together. Exactly. Give me a paper. Okay. Pen. Uh-huh. Paper. Paper. Uh, quick, quick. Okay. And the name? It's Jesse. Huh? Jesse. J E S S E. J? Yep. Like Jesse James. I don't know. I have a little problem with the phone. I don't know why it was happening here with the phone. Okay. It's not sounding so good at all. Okay. It's Just a moment. Okay. Let me see what's happening here. I beg your pardon? That's fine. Your name, Noiza? Yes, it's Jesse. 
That's right. Uh, that's right, yeah. Uh-huh. Just like Jesse James, a gunfighter. And the name of your show? Yeah, it's called Chant Down Babylon. Chant Down? Chant Down Babylon. Chant Down, C-H-A-P. Chant Down Babylon. That's right. Chanting them down every time. What do you want me to do now? Well, uh, I'm interviewing you for uh, for the radio show as well as for a newspaper I write for over here to promote the, the concert coming up in Australia. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll read it just like a, a radio interview, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, should I start now? Yeah. Okay. With me right now on the line, I've got one of the uh, biggest living legends of reggae, Lee Scratch Perry, the original upsetter. Thank you for taking the time out to speak to me, Lee. It's a pleasure, Jeff. Respect. And then you... Yes, I. And your reggae show, and enjoy it, and uh, have all the fun that you think you desire, and all the people with you who are on your side, I wish them happiness and success in this revolution of trapping down Babylon. Yes, I. It's fantastic to have you with us. Now, uh, you'll be out here in Australia. Okay. I will forever be the, um, the exterminator of Babylon. <laughs> yes, I. Now, you've got a lot of nicknames. They call you Scratch, The Upsetter, Pipe Pop, Jackson. The, the list goes on and on. What, what's your preferred title? What do you like to call yourself? Scratch. Um, scratch means more to me. Because uh, I go by the alphabet, and the, the Scratch, is for the, the S is for the sky, mm-hmm. and the S also means the American dollars, and the S also for space, which is Scratch, 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 and also the turntable, the lion. Right. So I prefer to be called Scratch. Right. Now, you've been involved in reggae from the very beginning. Uh, what, what made you decide to enter the music business? Um, well, uh, from the beginning, uh, I, was, I wasn't really a reggae man. I was a soul man from the beginning. But when I see it was in Jamaica and see all the peace suffering in Jamaica, I think that nothing like Uncle Reggae could help them. So I was starting to get involved in the reggae. Then I discovered the, the, the meaning of the reggae, it means a strange dog who decided to kill. So I, I won't let the reggae kill me, but whoever is gone, the reggae must kill, the reggae must kill. So I'm going back to my place in Carlos Crescent to record rock music, pop music, disco music, techno music, and no reggae artists will be allowing five Carlos Crescent after I return um, from Zion. All right. But the reggae already done his job. Okay. But there won't be no reggae artists come back in heaven for sure. Hmm. You'll have music that you won't miss any reggae. I'm going to make music that you don't miss reggae. Okay. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, well, many regard you as the godfather of reggae. What do you think about those sort of statements? The godfather of reggae? Yes, I. Who call me? They don't call me that. They call you that over here in Australia. They, in all the posters they've got up. I will sue people to do that. Oh, really? I don't want to be the godfather of reggae. Right. Because the people, most of the people follow reggae, they are dreads and too ugly. Okay. And sin is ugliness. When you see sin, you see ugliness. Right. 
So is that why you burned down the Black Ark studio? Yeah, because it was built to be a regular studio and I had finally make a mistake and burn it down. I don't want things like that in my house and my yard anymore. Right. I recently... I don't have a around me anymore. I beg your pardon? Poverty is not good. Okay. Poverty is the worst crime. And when you have anything you create, you see too much poverty people coming around it. Put it away, otherwise it won't bring you lower down, lower down, down there were. I, I recently heard a rumor that you were thinking about rebuilding the Black Ark studio or starting another studio. It won't be a regular studio this time. Okay. It will be a rock studio, pop studio, a jazz studio, a disco studio, techno, and club studio. Just what happened? Like, I'm not going to go back into gutter with the sufferers who supposed to suffer. I'm not a regular artist anymore. Okay. I, I am black, but I'm not even black anymore. Oh, really? Okay. Well, I, I know that... Um, back when you used to do a lot of reggae, uh, you produced some of the most heavy Rasta reggae that ever came out of Jamaica or anywhere else for that matter. Okay, but out of those reggae that I promoted of, of Jamaica, I wanted to build a black house studio and there was no money coming from neither Chris Blackwell and Alas Record and neither from Bob Marley. Bob Marley right, Jalive and die. What a, what a thing that. Bob Marley right, Jalive and he die. Then what he wanted to insult God says God is a liar. He writes small acts, he said, and make the acts chop him. And he's made the doppy canker and the doppy canker him, so we still in life. Mm. But I don't want, I will assist you people to, to do what you have to do with it. But I'm going back to Jamaica to build the act of the covenant. But there won't be no regular musician, no dreadlocks coming to that gate. Says judgment and justice. Right. Okay, so you say there won't be any any, uh, any any reggae or any dreadlocks coming through the gate? No, reggae is too lie, and the reggae produces them too teeth, I'm wicked. Okay. Well, I know you don't wear any dreadlocks, but do, have you considered yourself a Rasta at all? I was wanting to do it, but I didn't know that some of the people would wear dreadlocks is a curse them have. So I, didn't, I should not pick up a curse, so my luck shall not wither. Says God Psalms, one of David. My luck shall not wither, and my body shall not see corruption. And I shall not pick up a dread curse on my head. Because I'm well blessed, I'm not cursed. Mm. Okay. I'm defending Jesus Christ. I don't go feel dread this when Jesus Christ. I said Jesus exists. And people say, who said Jesus doesn't exist, they die because they said that. Like Peter Touch. Like Peter Touch? Yeah. All people who say Jesus Christ exists, they shall die. Well, and I shall laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Right. So, so what do you think about all the um, the reggae singers uh, over there in Jamaica right now? All the guys like Sizzler and Cableton. I think it's finished. I don't think they have any chance. But without scratch, they don't have no chance. I'm scratched, and I really decide not to help Jamaica again. Look at what they who they are. Not even my family won't help again in Jamaica. I will not live on to the reggae. And I'm the richest man in the world. I inherit all the money, all the power. And I will not help Jamaica again as long as I live. So help me God. Okay. As well, the sun shines and as the clouds fly, I will never have to stretch my hands and help a Jamaican again. Never. Okay. Well, 
you worked with just about everybody in reggae and produced a lot of the stuff. Uh, is there any of that stuff you look back on now and you feel particularly proud of, or or how do you feel about the great body of work? I built all my life in Jamaica, and I don't have any of those tapes. They all Steve and Soldier, Chris Blackwell, and Bob Marley says him write them all. They give me none of the money. I I get broke and get um get what you call it bankrupt, and none of them lend me any money. They send me mad and laugh at me. So my white fans in England love me so much, and I go to England and now I'm the top and show business. And I don't respond what I'm to reggae anymore. I will not put back my notice to it. I help it, and I'm pretty sure that reggae won't be going as far as where I'm be going. So when I need money to show business, give me back the Black Ark studio. And I'm not going to take my show business money and, and, and go back and put it in a regular artist. The firm meant baby business, I will never do that. I don't want them no favor. And they don't owe me none. They did not vote for me. They vote for um, Bob Marley and Peter Touch and Bonneville and Chris Blackwell. So I don't owe Jamaica reggae no, no, no favor. Mm. No favor and no flavor. Okay. Well, I, you say you're uh, looking at some... I'm not the godfather of reggae. Okay. I have nothing more to do with it. Okay. And the music where I'm going to play won't be reggae for sure. And people go more than enjoy it. Right. So, so when you come out here to Australia and you play here in Melbourne, what sort of music can the people expect from that? Rock, pop, jazz, techno, disco, and everything that sounds good international. Okay. Well, I know. I know that uh, in the last decade or so, all your all your uh, performing is you haven't done much producing. It's mostly been performing, sort of singing and chanting. And what? Do you, what? How do you describe your performance style? My performance are I, I am imitating Jesus. So my programming means spiritual healing, healing the brain of the sick people who are dread and dead, and who are dead by listening to dead. So I have to come back and heal their brain and heal their ears. Save those from cocaine reggae. Mm. So save some from cocaine reggae. And save some from cancer reggae, from death reggae. The gifts of God is eternal life. And if a man is dead, don't follow the dead because he dead, dead, dead because he dead sin. You can't die unless you sin. You cannot scruple unless you sin. And you cannot paralyze unless you sin. So if somebody who, who said him working for God and him have one hand, don't serve him. I don't work for the man who, who have disease and say, God send him a lie. God don't send anybody with disease. Mm. Okay? Yes, I. God yeah. don't send anybody with cancer, disease, or with one hand. Right. Because God can't have disease. So why should God send a servant with disease? Mm. To spread disease. But uh, the healing power. Right. I believe in Jesus Christ 100%. But I'm a few dread believes that Jesus exists. Okay. And yeah. Jesus is a white man, it's true. Then I am also... Hello, Lee. Ah, fantastic. I'll just put it back onto the recording, okay? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Excellent, excellent. I don't know what happened there. The phone just cut out or something. Well, um, it'll be the power. Okay. Because... Well, the whole thing is obia. As Kazem said, I'm a very heavy obia from Jamaica. Right. And they are trying to pull me back into the reggae. I will assist you people to do what you want to do with the reggae, but I'm not going back into it. Right. I will supply you with better music than the reggae because I have got all the money and all the power. Mm. 
And I don't want to go back into something to see too much poor people because I negate. Right. I want to create the year 2000 with a hit record, chart record, top record, record we can sell 100,000 millions. Now the record that you know, sell 3,000. But when you make a record that sells 3,000, you cannot pay a student time, and you cannot pay the artist, and the artist say you rob him. The song is number one, and it's going to sell 3,000. A waste of time, waste of energy, waste of money. I don't have no time for anything stupid as that. Okay. Okay, well, so you're, if you're going to be experimenting uh, with all these other kinds of music, um, you're, you say you're going to be... have my flavor and my spiritual feelings and my spiritual healing in it. That when you hear it, you're going to believe, say, did he change rock music into something else? Because you really hear magic, rock magic music. Right. Pop magic music, jazz magic music, that you won't know what it is. You will, you will say it's on maybe like reggae, but it won't be reggae for sure. Mm. <laughs> well, I know... Uh, it's with the space music, space out. Music make you feel like you want to fly. Music to heal your brain, heal your heart, and heal your thoughts. Okay, sounds great. Something very special. Sounds very good like indeed. Walking on the air, music to make you walk on the wire. Right. <laughs> now, when you're walking on the wire, do you uh, often smoke herb? To uh, or do, you, do you still smoke herb? I remember you used to smoke a lot back yeah, in the early days. Of course, I smoke herb, but not, not much like I used to before. I'm smoking less herbs now. Right. Smoking less. Because those days I was too high and didn't, didn't see what was happening, but while I was getting high, I was stealing my tape, stealing my master tape to sell Mr. Blackwell. Right. It's after when I, when I get um, used up too much of my money, spend too much of my time and my energy with them and get bankrupt, that is a discovered that most of my tape has been gone. Mm. Then I was working with Blackwell, then he had poor oracology. Mm. And he paid me six, maybe six thousand um, down on those three CD, promised to pay royalty, and we didn't get a statement, no more just to get royalty. Really? And all those children, thousands of, of LP from children, yeah. I haven't have any royalty of them yet. Mm. And so I don't think I'm going to get any. Okay. I don't want to go back into, into it. I don't want to be the godfather of reggae anymore. Right, so you got to do your own thing now. Yeah. Right. Well, I know that a lot of electronic music these days is um, has sort of grown out of reggae in some ways. So, how much do you think of a debt um, that modern electronic music has to reggae music and dub techniques? Well, um, some of the electronic music people love it because mostly I like the, the teenagers now who want to get in music. They love electronic music and they will love it until they hear something better. Mm. So when something comes better, they will accept it, but right now they're going to love the electronic music until something comes better. Right. Unless reggae, reggae can refine like holy, make the reggae holy, and make the reggae righteous, make it godly and put no cocaine in it. Then it can be, the children can hear it better. Mm. So, so you think cocaine was a... Could, no, we could ease on the electronic music, but until we find the right people to make holy, righteous music, it's going to be a lot of electronic music. Right. Mm-hmm. So these days you're uh, you're working mostly with Mad Professor. You're touring with him when you come to Australia. Well, what attracted sure. what attracted you to working with Mad Professor? When I was I say when I was in Jamaica and after things happened, I get bankrupt and, and after when I went to London, he was the other one decided to go on with me to to uh, to do tour that we could make some money to live because I wasn't getting any money from those 
it was because I was making in Jamaica and need a royalty until now. So he was helping me till then. And then now we build up the touring business on the show that we have the best show on earth. Yes, I. We're very much looking forward to seeing that show. Well, what can you're gonna the? You're gonna love it. Oh yeah. What What can the people in Melbourne expect when they see you down here? What type of people? Yeah. What What can the people expect? Me. Yes, I. Um, kids uh, mostly. If I don't see kids on the front line, I'm gonna get mad. Right. Because I will work for grown-up people, but children mean more to me than grown-up people. Right. I'm more interested in seeing children. Okay. Children can understand me more, and I can understand children more. Right. Well, I've got a little... I'm happy to see those growing up who are there, if they play the part of a children. Because I love, I love when people, if the people are humble, they'll get the truth from me. And if they're aggressive, they won't get anything from me. Hmm. Well, I know... I work specially for children. Well, I know my little sister uh, has listened to a lot of your music, and I grew up listening to that as well, so it's going to be fantastic for us to see you out here. Um, right, you got to be kids' kid stuff. Must be. Mm. Cannot be nothing else but kids' stuff. I work for children from the very beginning, and I won't stop. Okay. Well, you're in your early 60s now, and you, you haven't signed, shown any sign of stopping. Um, seems like you can keep going forever. What do you think? Well, uh, uh, I, I went up to 63. And when I look on the age, it wasn't looking good to me. See, I changed it from 63 to 9. Because 6 and 3 cannot be 63. 6 and 3 is 9. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I, I see indeed. You are old as you think you are, only as young as you think you are. So if I think I was 63, I'll be fretting. But I changed my age and say I'm not 63, I'm only 9. 6 and 3 is 9. Right. Right. Well, that's, that's part of the secret to staying young, I guess. You, you know how to do it. Why do I want to be 63? I want to stay with the children, that's what I'm saying. Right. If I don't see kids, they're going to get real mad. Hmm. Okay, I'll pass that message on. Well, um, there got to be children there. Yes, I hope so. They must. I'm sure there'll be enough people that'll be uh, really loving to see you on stage. So is I'm it? I'm nine, sixty-three anymore. I'm nine. Sixty-three is nine. I reverse my age. Okay. So, um, are there any words you'd like to leave for uh, all the people in Melbourne here that are listening to this? Well, I say to the listener, may God bless your ears listening to Lee Scratch Perry, the richest man on the planet Earth, the no millionaire, and the no children teacher, and the no children healer, and the healer of the universe, which will heal your brain forever, with music like shower, 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 shower. Fantastically. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Okay. Okay. Now, Lee, before you go, could, yeah. would, would I be able to get you to record a, a quick uh, ID for my radio show? Just you tell me what's his sandwich for you. Okay. Just well, my name is Jesse. I DJ under the name Jesse I. Jeffrey I. Jesse I. Jeffrey I. Yep. With uh, J E double S E. Mm-hmm. I have that. Yeah. Jesse I. And um, the radio show is called Chant Down Babylon. Good. So if you can just say anything about I'm Lee Perry, you're listening to Chant Down Babylon. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. This is Lee Scratch Perry. This is Lee Scratch Perry. Speaking, speaking on the mountain top in Switzerland. Speaking on behalf of my dear brother Jeffrey I. Masterpiece showdown called Chop Down Babylon. Make we chop it down, chop it down, chop it down. Yeah, live and direct, live and direct in radio. Chop, 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 chop.
sharp chap. This is Lee Scott Sparity, you're there. And behalf of my fan Jeffrey I. Listen to Jeffrey I. Listen to Jeffrey I. With a program called Chat Down Babylon. Bad, 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 bad. You love that? Love it. Love it indeed, Larry. Lee. That's fantastic stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll be looking forward to seeing you when you come out here. I hope to uh, to catch up with you and say hello. That'd be great. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for, for uh, doing that, and I hope you have a good day today. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Lee. See you later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. There you have it. Lee Scratch Perry interviewed by Jeffrey I for the radio show Chop Down Babylon back in 1999. Funnily enough, I still have a few friends who call me Jeffrey as a nickname purely because of that incorrect radio jingle at the end. I just didn't have the heart to correct the poor man, especially as we'd already tried so hard to get it right. I actually don't mind the jingle, to be honest, and that show ID has become a crowd favorite. Somehow it seems almost fitting that Lee Perry got my name slightly wrong. As far as I'm concerned, if anybody can get my name wrong, it's Lee Perry. That's it for this episode. Hopefully I'll be able to get these podcasts out a bit more regularly this year. Every two weeks will be good, but it's often easier said than done with my schedule. If you enjoy and appreciate the podcast and you'd like to give something back, you can support me on Patreon. There are a few different levels, so take your pick and know that I really do appreciate each and every one. On that note, a big thanks to the Don, Armageddon Time, the Real Generals Ben Comerford and Empress Irie, and my Idrin Tom Tanaki. Armageddon time, please know I haven't forgotten that I owe you a mixtape, mate. Soon come. Patron or not, feel free to get in touch at any time. I always love getting feedback on the podcast. You can email me at jesse at chantdown.com or find me on Instagram as morefireblaze or at facebook.com forward slash morefireblaze. Thanks for listening and don't let the reggae kill you. <laughs>